Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FB crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, Primers. Well, Footy Prime Almost Daily continues with our second interview series. I'm joined by our producer and lover of all things international, Dan Wong. How are you, buddy? I'm really good, B. I'm having a great day. I'm excited about this interview. We're without a couple of uh, other team members as James Sharman is dealing with COVID and Craig Forrest has adult things to do, appointments to be kept in the, in the middle of what, the day. What type of adult things? What, I don't what know. Was I was just, I, just, you know, errands and chores and things. Right. Um, yes. But I, I'm very, very happy to have our guest. We talk about you as being Minter International, but he is a, a Signore Internazionale, although Maybe not supporting Inter Milan, but Tancredi Palmieri joins us today on Free Prime. Buongiorno and buonasera to everybody. Uh, all fine here, or Paul fine in Toronto, or anywhere they are listening to us. Wish I had some ideal things to do, me, myself as well, but uh, <laughs> depends on what is the ideal things, but sometimes could be very interesting. But anyway, we are here talking about kid things like football, <laughs> soccer, we. You are uh, you are a very busy man all the time, though, and I know that uh, you've been getting a lot of calls from this side of the pond as people are absolutely excited. There's a lot of euphoria in Toronto right now as everything has become very Italian. I've done three or four radio <laughs> interviews uh, in the morning where I've opened saying buongiorno to everyone because that's that's the, the vibe and the feeling now. Is- you are growing the ponytail uh, like Roberto Baggio for that reason, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Actually, I, I look like I look more like uh, Sergio Oliveira, who Roma are going to sign from Porto. That's that's kind of the uh, look right now. I've got the, the, the man bun and the, and the nice beard. Or, or you look like some, uh, I don't know, some, some geek in Silicon Valley that is <laughs> earning like uh, $2 million per day just clicking on uh, F4, F4, something like that. Well, we also, we always, uh, also bug him about being in a boy band. So we also oh. think he could be like Backstreet Boys backup. 
Something like that, Tangretti. More Boyd's. I would say Boyd's on. I would say more Boyd's on. Very well done. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what? I'll say Tangretti. Actually, because this Italian wave has just swept through uh, our stratosphere here. I've listened to a lot of Italian music, and there's some good Italian rap. Um, this guy Mahmoud. Ah, of course, Mahmoud. Yes, yes, of course. Not bad. Yeah, it was. No, no, it's good. It's good. It was uh, actually. He's living 500 meters from my house in uh, in Milan here. Uh, he was second uh, uh, the Eurovision Festival, uh, I think, some three years ago. Okay. Before then, Manes- Maneskin last year came and swept all the rock and roll uh, across the globe. Uh, in uh, th- that's I know they are singing in English, but I mean, if you are singing. Italian music nowadays. Whoever would ever thought that a band from Italy would be top of the charts of Billboard in America playing rock. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and I remember when they came out in the Italian X Factor uh, that it was completely swept away from them and say, wow, they're going to be next big thing and everything. Actually, they didn't win Italian uh, um, X Factor. They placed themselves second behind a young uh, opera singer. And I remember that I was tweeting, uh, you Italian audience don't understand a fuck because these guys <laughs> are the very next big thing. And Mahmoud as well. He didn't we, they, we have a festival that is very, a song contest that is very famous in Italy going every year. Uh, something very, very local. But okay. it's like gluing uh, mi- 10 millions of people uh, every year to every night. Of that. And when Mahmoud went there, uh, he arrived second as well. But the final vote was reversed by this kind of special jury. And I remember I tweeted the time again, you Italian audience understand a fuck about music. <laughs> so, see, in America, they do, in America, in Canada, they do understand more about music. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Okay, well, I'm going to have to change the intro now. Not only are you Mr. International Soccer Man, but you are our Italian music guy. I want to stress that I use the F word because uh, in the backstage you said, oh, we are very relaxed here in the podcast. So I decided to make the most of that recommendation. <laughs> keep, keep dropping it. Keep dropping a tech ready never gets a beep on our, never gets a beep honestly grazie mille we, we are very happy to bring you into the You're fold welcome. here very happy oh, so Mahmoud has a hit song soldi which is about money yes and yes. there's a lot of talk about money in italy coming from this side because of the money being thrown at lorenzo insigne it's a record deal the the high he'll be the highest paid player in major league soccer history be paid more than Zlatan, be paid more than Kaká, more than Beckham, who was the, the first superstar. What was your more reaction? More than Beckham? More than Beckham, More than yeah. Beckham? Mm, I don't know if more than Maybe officially on paper. But I think that the agreement with Beckham was like an agreement bringing in also Adidas and others because I think that the total agreement with Beckham went until uh, something like 30 million of dollars but anyway that's a different uh, conversation <laughs> uh what did you ask yeah what was your reaction to lorenzo and Signe being that guy and him leaving a top club and a champions league club for major league <sighs> soccer in his prime at the age of 30 soon to be 31 yeah big topic involving many things until few months ago i was uh, sure that they would have find a deal with Napoli in the let's remind, uh, if you don't know that enough, 
Lorenzo Insigne is Neapolitan, is the captain of Napoli. He basically always played at Napoli, except a couple of seasons when he was very young, when he was loaned to Pescara. And he was there with uh, Ciro Immobile, Kern Golden Boot, uh, and Marco Verratti, who is uh, Paris Saint-Germain maestro. was a fantastic Serie B second division team. I remember I went to watch. It's the last game of second division I went to watch 10 years ago, and they played fantastically. So there was a reason why. So always belong there. Now, I don't want to say it's like LeBron and Cleveland, but there is something like that. Uh, the thing with LeBron and Cleveland, I'm trying to adapt to the audience, obviously, to make it. them understand. Thank you. This is for, for Wanger, <laughs> not the audience. This is for Wanger. <laughs> the thing for Le- about LeBron and Cleveland was that LeBron was uh, undisputably the biggest star in NBA. He was the Messi of, uh, um, of NBA And Cleveland had the status of being, uh, I don't know, um, tenth team possibly of the of the of the league, and it was up to their star if they could progress. Now, when I say it's a bit like LeBron and Cleveland, it's in the relationship between LeBron and Cleveland. So, coming from the city, a city that never won before, actually Napoli did win before with Maradona. But they don't win a league since then. Insigne has been thrice close with Napoli to win the league. He was close, he is close again this season, although it already seems that it won't happen. Anyway, he was the special link. Uh, he never had the, I would say, uh, temptation to go anywhere else. And maybe the club relied too much on not having this temptation. But there is also the fact that there was always that uh, last mile that was missing for him to bridge the journey until being a, a proper football star. When I mean football star, I mean like those top 20, top 30 players in the world that can compete for Golden Ball, for Ballon d'Or, for example. He was never in that class until last season. Because in, the, uh, in my opinion, currently Insigne is the best Italian player open play, so excluding Donnarumma, at least in this season, in the last year. And he was definitely one of the top five players of Italy winning Euros. So finally, that um, gap of personality that he always missed and that you always would expect from a proper uh, soccer star, finally he achieved last year. So until a few months ago, I always thought, come on, Napoli can't let him go now. But actually, the thing is that, okay, he possibly achieved his top last season. This doesn't mean that he can't hold at that level for the next season. Um, He's uh, 30, so basically he's starting uh, the... uh, 
I would say, descending curve of his career, but this doesn't mean that this descending curve can't hold on the same level for a few years. Let's say that the reason behind Napoli offering them a lower contract than he had until now was like, okay, you maybe will be for another year at the level you are now, but then you will start to descend. But if your number 10, your captain uh, is from Naples, uh, if he's actually achieving his top right now and is his last contact of his career and he's just crowned European champions, come on, you can't really offer uh, uh, a lower contract. But this is exactly what Napoli did. And I have to tell you, as I said, until a few months ago, I couldn't believe. Then on September... I had some uh, networking contact to gather my sources about Insigne. And each of those that I talk with, they told me there are uh, extremely little possibilities for Insigne to stay. And I was uh, shocked. I said, I can't believe. I would imagine you would tell me 50-50, not that there are little options. At the same time, uh, the planets didn't line up for Insigne to stay in Italy or in Europe, especially in Italy. Because in a different financial situation, with no COVID, for example, or with no financial collapse from Inter and Juventus at the same time, possibly a proper offer from Inter or Juventus would have come. i give you an example. Last Last summer, when uh, Ericsson, uh, what happened to him, the, the heart the stroke and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chalanoglu, the Turkish, the Milan Turkish uh, fantasista, he ran out of contact at Milan. Nobody was giving him uh, a offer. Inter was in need. In 48 hours, they sealed the contract. Mm-hmm. Would that happen uh, now? Inter would go to Insigne and sign him immediately and Insigne and would raise the offer that he could offer now. So the planets were not lining up, even if I can tell you, maybe exclusively, that Juventus did a contact for Insigne. He wasn't anywhere close to the offer that Toronto made and possibly Insigne would never ever go to uh, Juventus anyway because he would be again, as uh, Magic Johnson going from Lakers to Celtics. So Insigne would never do that. But anyway, planets were not lining up. It is rumored that even uh, Barcelona, at certain point, would have been interested in Insigne. But, see, they couldn't keep Messi last summer. Imagine if they would go for Insigne. So the timing of this operation is everything. And when I saw that the time was passing... I said, seriously, Toronto is going to make it? When then I saw that the offer raised so much, I said, the planets that didn't uh, lined up an inch in Europe completely lined up on the other side of the globe. You knew about it, and you were surprised. How surprised were Napoli fans? What, it, like, where is this in the, in the fandom, in the media, where does this rank as a man? We're losing one of our own, or is it good? Good luck, and we'll see you in five years during for your retirement. I think anyway they were surprised 
because they anyway believed that one way or another he could find or a deal with Napoli or anyway would stay in uh, Italy. Again, as I'm telling you, in my opinion, in this moment, as we speak, December, uh, January 2022, which doesn't mean it would be the same in June 2022, but as we speak, in my opinion, now Lorenzo Insigne is the best Italian open play player. So this is not like when Zenga moved to New England Revolution and he was still a great goalkeeper, possibly deserving to be the third of the Italian national team, but the third. No, this is Lorenzo Insigne being the best open play Italian player of Italy being European champions. So I believe that then everybody... And I would be among them if I, as a, if for my job, I wouldn't have some kind of contacts that would make me aware that, look, actually, really, there is almost no chance. Everybody in the end was surprised because they said, no, come on, for Insigne, at this level that he is playing, something must happen. And it didn't happen. So anyway, it was a shock. Because see, even when Jovinko moved yeah. to Toronto... Mm-hmm. Jovinko was very good when he moved. He was, I would say, the 12 player of Juventus, but he was uh, coming in and out of national team. He could have basically been in the starting 11 of, uh, I would say, 16 out of 20 Serie A teams. Damn so man. he was very good player, very good player. Mm-hmm. But... He moved to Toronto. It was a surprise, but but within Sydney, we are talking in a different, very different level. Right. I believe never happened before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can say that. Never happened before that a player, an Italian player, so important at his peak and belonging to the national team, at his peak would move to, uh, well, to the United States or Canada. Even Divaio, when Divaio moved to Toronto, Divaio was yeah. uh, an Montreal. Abs- sorry, I'm sorry, to Montreal uh, was an absolutely competitive striker in Serie A in that moment. He would be starting in the starting eleven, I would say, in the at least fifty percent of Serie A teams, and anyway, he would be good enough to score uh, fourteen goals per season nowadays. If you have a, a striker that is an asset that can guarantee you 14 goals per season, you, you just give him a, a contract because a, a strikers that are a guarantee to score so much and so uh, consistently every season are becoming less and less and less and less. This is even much more. Even if it was expected, still was shock. So when you see that Toronto is also looking at Andrea Bellotti and perhaps hmm. uh, other players uh, kind of of that ilk or Italian national team players. Uh, what's perhaps the, the, the likelihood, do you think, of, the, of that happening? And what's your reaction to seeing that this is the pursuit from Toronto and likely there'll be other Major League Soccer teams that, that follow because the money is there? If it happened with Insigne, it can happen with, uh, with, with everybody. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You always need one factor not going in place. The factor not going in place for because obviously the major league is not same competitive on a sports level as the top five European leagues. But with all the other factors, 
is growing. It's like when a, a big team is playing a, a smaller team that is playing good. If the big team play at its, play at its best, the small team that is the smaller team that is playing good can't win. If one thing is not going in place for the big team, then the smaller team that is playing good can try to get into that. So with Insignia, everything was in place except the fact that the market was stuck for him in this particular moment. One year ago, maybe it wouldn't happen. Next season, maybe it wouldn't happen. But now the timing was perfect. For Belotti, for example, it could happen again because now he got injured, he will be back, but uh, seem that uh, uh, there is no big need of striker for the kind of clubs that would could, could uh, sign Belotti, except Juventus. But Belotti, as a Torino captain, wouldn't move to Juventus. Of course not. So, yeah, so uh, it, it could happen again. I was going to ask about the perception of the MLS, but you already said they're a lower league. No, no, no. So, okay. Uh, no, 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 I don't mean it badly. I mean, we think the same it's thing. It's not in the top five tier, but does this, does this close the gap, do you think, yeah. in a lot of people's eyes? And, and will, 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 you know, will the yeah. attention that Major League Soccer gets in Italy and on the continent increase because of this move? 30 years ago, and maybe even uh, 10 years ago, it was still perceived or maybe it was, like uh, uh, an elephant's cemetery, where just big elephants would go there and die. (laughs) Uh, When that change, that starts to change, not only when you sign stars at the end of their career, like Beckham or Ibrahimovic, even though they are still there alive and kicking. But when you actually start to sign players that got the alternative to go to a European top club or top league or to an American league. To me, in my opinion, it changed when uh, MLS signed from River Plate and Pity Martinez, it was in monitored by Real Madrid. He was monitored. It was still not like, okay, we want him, but he was there. So would wait some few months and possibly some big clubs would go there. And he went to Atlanta United. When I saw that, I have to tell you, I said, hmm, here the bar is is raising because it's not only give us the name that got tricks, but they are at the end of the road. No. It's starting just to is starting to choose MLS. And to bridge the gap, MLS need to do this. Sign players in their primes. I would also add, sign managers in their primes. Uh And I would also add, they absolutely need one iconic result, winning a CONCACAF Cup and going to battle for the... Well... It's the last, the last edition of Club World Cup as we speak should be this one, but if will disappear, they have to find a way because they need an iconic result to be put on the international map in the competition with the others. Right. But I would say that uh, 
the perception so first step was when 94 96 what it was zenga moved to uh, 95 96 moved to new england revolution second For- step back beckham moved to mls third step Ibrahimovic moved to MLS because mm. Ibrahimovic was main star of Paris Saint-Germain, even though he was already 34, 35. Yep. Fourth step, and in my opinion, completely different from the previous ones, when uh, LPT Martinez went from River Plate. And this of Insigne is the next step because uh, football in his prime and they just won the Euro. So yeah. it's different. I'm wondering about the Italian national team and fans of the Italian national team. I'll give you a little story. I'm a big Canadian men's national team uh, backer. And, uh, you know, we had Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, and now Richie Larea has just gone over to you. I know also you had uh, with the other team, Melissa Tancredi, reason for which yes, I Melissa always... Melissa Tancredi, that's right, on the, on the women's side. I always receive a lot of... Lot of tweets about <laughs> Melissa Tancredi that are not addressable. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there, and I know when they're going over to play in England and play in Europe, they're going to be pushed to improve. Yes. How are people looking at the Insigne coming here where, look, the World Cup's in November in Qatar? This is, you know, how, do, how are people on the national team or people, fans of the national side, looking at? at this him coming to play here. Yeah. Javinko made it seem as though playing in Toronto was the reason he was no longer included in, in the Azzurri. Right. Will that be the case for Insigne? I have an insight about that, which is the reason why you call me. No, it's not the reason, but I'm glad <laughs> to give it to you. This is another good insight. That's a very good anecdote, I can tell you. Uh, it was uh, December 2015, and I was in Paris for the Euro 2016 draw. So after the draw, we have we the Italian journalists that were uh, uh, traveling uh, to the draw in Paris. We had the chance from the Italian FA to speak privately with Antonio Conte, that was at that time the Italian manager, the Italian manager. Um, there were many questions. Blah blah. It was uh, one of those uh, not private talks, but those. No cameras, interviews that then are transcripted, blah, blah, blah. And then there was the question about Jovinko, because Jovinko was kept in very well consideration by uh, Conte. Actually, Jovinko reached Toronto thanks to the career he made under Conte at Juventus. And Conte always loved a lot how Jovinko was played. And if we remember about it, Italy, we really had little talent, really little. I think it was the most talentless national team Italy ever had. Wow. Um, so I remember I asked to Conte whether if Jovinko would be considered or not. And he said, totally. He said, mind, this was uh, six months before the Euros. He said, we have our people from the staff that constantly are keeping uh, uh, track and will fly, will travel to Canada to keep his athletical results under scrutiny to check if we can count on him. So Conte was absolutely openly um, oriented to have Jovinko at the Euros, even if he was playing for Toronto. But basically, 
even if it was his call, so it was his call, a few months later, he couldn't uh, uh, keep up with his intention because the athletic results were not good enough. And he said, I can't rely on this. It's a one-month tournament, if you are lucky enough. It's, if you are uh, unlucky, it's a two-week tournament. And I need to leave him already in shape. I can't wait that he got in shape during the Euros. So uh, it's the point of view of Jovinko. But from what I know, it's not that Conte uh, wrote him out because he went to Toronto. But because uh, after a few months when he was there, the athletic results were not good enough for him to be part of the Euros. Insigne is much more important to national team than Jovinko. That's for sure. So Mancini will probably give him uh, uh, more chances to be in those uh, criteria, let me say. But at the same time, I think that uh, the situation between them, it's very clear because Insigne is the number 10 of Mancini. Mancini counts on him a lot, not for the squad, but for the starting 11. That in the first season, Insigne must raise his game or keep, not raise his game, keep his game high and can just lower a bit because, oh, you know, here they, the game is lower, something like that, because he just needs that. Uh, Insigne will have the uh, chance in some way to arrive to the World Cup more in shape than the other because the season from which you will arrive will be longer than the others because the MLS season will approach the playoff, I believe. Oh, no, no, will actually end just before. Yes. In J- July. He'll, he'll join in July and then the season will end just before the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, looking obviously to play, the uh, the postseason because otherwise he would stop to play much earlier. But if he's aiming at the top, then this means that he's playing the final. I believe two weeks before the World Cup starts. Yeah. So he got the chance. There is no relegation in the MLS, so this maybe might not help the intensity of game. But that postseason, so knockout stages that. European teams are not leaving normally until March, until spring. So basically, that actually could put him even in a better shape than the others. It's interesting to see how that measurement is considered in Europe by coaches, obviously, at that level. But um, Because I think one of the things that the European pros who come here to play, and Dani Dicchio will tell you as well, um, Stephen Caldwell will say the intensity in Major League Soccer really surprises people. So to hear that statistically, maybe it doesn't match what they expect to see from a high performance uh, or analytical level, if you will, um, I'm surprised to hear that. I believe that, I don't know specifically, but could be maybe that in the last half decade, the level has raised a lot yeah. could, could could even could be even that mm-hmm. this is such a busy time for you you uh you speak four languages <laughs> five languages have what have you added since we since we met in chile at uh, uh no 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 i didn't add anything i, I stayed with to the five languages i stayed with okay <laughs> what languages what are they what languages will you do a podcast in within uh, well 
I can tell you that, well, I'm doing in English. Uh, I work English? For, I, I work for the Italian channel. Even though I used to have a podcast in 2013 that was in English, my own podcast. Foot, oh, was yeah? Called Football, yeah, it was called Football Killed Tancredi. Okay. Um, then, <laughs> Football Killed Tancredi? Yes, indeed. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Then, obviously, I worked for the Italian channel. I saw you in Portuguese. You were, you were on a Brazilian yes. station the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was on a Brazilian station the other day because I speak fluently uh, Portuguese. Uh, I have worked uh, day in, day out with, in Spanish for uh, a decade. Wow. And I also speak French, even though... Parti français. That was going to be my next question. Uh, uh, je parle, mais il n'est pas uh, pas uh, il n'est pas un uh, un niveau. Ça suffit pour travailler uh, comme journaliste. <laughs> uh, il doit oh, être. Il doit être uh, plus raffiné. Oh, je comprends complètement. C'est <laughs> la même que uh, Dunlop en portugais. <laughs> ben oui. Uh, so, so the language laws in this country, Tancredi, are very strict. We like to joke about this because, of course, French Canada, Quebec, Montreal, it's, it, uh, it's its own province and they're very strict language laws. This is the first time we've met them and we've featured French in one of our episodes at a considerable level there. <laughs> we finally qualify. So, merci beaucoup. I would say that Canadian attitude to language... Uh, to language strict rules is like Italian attitude to food and recipe strict rules, I would say. <laughs> I, you know what? Uh, Wonger and I have spoken about this before. I've grown to cook a lot more Italian food. I, uh, Catria e Pepe is probably my go-to. It's so simple. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you get as long as you get you know good cheese. Uh, I, I we we have to spend a lot for cheese in this country. It's a really unfortunate thing. Wonger can tell you, but uh, but yeah, I love the the simplicity and the the goodness of quality Italian food. Uh, uh, the other question, Tancredi, was uh, that B had written is, dude, you uh, you cover all leagues. I'm going to read this. You cover yeah. all the leagues in the world, different time zones. You tweet all the time. And what was the question? What was the question, B? When do you sleep, man? <laughs> okay, I have to tell you. I would say that until three years ago, it was absolutely total in that way. And I don't know, maybe it was the COVID time or something like that. Then I said, okay, I, I have to start to lower a bit. So something I need to start to miss. Uh, something happened in the last, for example, in the last, uh, well, actually, when the COVID time started with the lockdown and everything, I, I, I believe, I remember that the first four months of lockdown, I was working even more than before, because yeah. in that moment, Italy was the center of the heat. And by myself, one month before the COVID started, uh, for my own interest, I had decided to do some COVID report. Uh, and when the things blew out, people will start to say, wow, that Tancredi was actually talking about COVID one month ago. So the first four months was crazy because everybody wanted to know, blah, blah. Uh, I have to say that in these Christmas holidays, for the first time, I experienced, I experimented to leave the phone away for uh, like mandatory for 12 hours per day. So you know that you get like 
the iPhone report every Monday of how much you are using uh, the phone. So yeah. my, 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 my first achievement unlocked of 2022 was on the first Monday of the year, receiving the notification, you uh, lowered the use of your phone by 53%. I was like, wow, I'm proud of myself. So <laughs> I have to say that I had no sleep until three years ago. Now I'm starting... I'm starting to, to see myself, okay, you don't have to cover really everything. Slide, a, a peak was the best. And sometimes I'm even challenging myself to say, leave, leave this to someone to be the first on that. Leave this someone else to be the first on that. Just also to, to flavor even better the, the, the flavor to be the first on something. So I say, okay, just take your time. Take your time on something. Yeah. Well, you're you're the first Italian insider that we've had on Footy Prime, so grazie mille for that. And uh, I My do pleasure. expect many 3 a.m. text messages from you when you're up watching Toronto FC uh, in, in July and August, and you're supposed to be on your summer break, but instead you're... And the other thing is, Tancredi, uh, Brendan, be here. He will, he'll answer you at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah, I did it this morning. No, you know what? Is, yeah, he did this morning because uh, I remember uh, he asked me to come... Uh, the time for recording, and I was on a very busy weekend because was working like every day. We had like uh, two uh, fixtures of Italian league, uh, three only three days separated one from each other. So there was much work to do every day. Then I woke up this morning and I thought, wait, I owe an answer uh, to Brandon. So I sent him a text. I said, mm, but it's half past 10 and now it should be half past 3 in Canada so or half past 4. I don't believe he will answer. He tested back within five minutes. And I said, ah. He's ridiculous. Ah. He's you, Tancredi. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Canadian Tancredi. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> what, I thought, what I thought is like, this is something that I normally would do it, but I wouldn't expect someone else to do it. No, I think I sleep really light when I know that I have something I'm looking forward to the next day. So that just happened to be the time that I had got up to, to go to the washroom and I saw the, the message, you know, minutes before. So instant reply back and I was, I was happy to, to work it out. But I, I know, I know you're, I very well know your issue, man. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I did mention though that we met at Copa America 2015 in Chile. You were covering for me. Yes, Sports, indeed. And yes, I had taken indeed. my girlfriend, who's now my wife. So that trip to Temuco oh, did oh, not, oh. it did not ruin the relationship. <laughs> did you propose in that trip? No, not on that trip. Not on that trip. Ah, okay, a couple, okay, couple okay, years okay. later. But if I had proposed ah, on that okay. trip, I may have got a different answer. You know? Can I can I ask you if it is something that could be uh, said uh, on uh, on publicly? Can I yeah. ask you how did you propose? Yeah, I proposed. Uh, I, I dressed up in a suit. It was my finest Italian piece of clothing, actually, uh, and I, I surprised her. It was my thirtieth birthday. Uh, I had uh, a friend pretend that they were having a situation and they needed to to see her that day to go for coffee and chat uh, in the middle of my birthday. So she went to go meet her friend, and then the friend walked her back towards uh, where we live in, in Toronto. We used to live next to the, you know, the famous CN Tower, and there's it's next to the big baseball stadium, the Rogers Center, the Sky Dome. And there's these giant steps, probably the biggest steps in the city because Toronto's kind of flat in comparison to other parts of the world. And we have a big German Shepherd rescue dog, and I had him on the end of a 50-foot leash, so she couldn't see me. It was just the dog at the bottom of the stairs as she came down. He has a bow tie on. She finally comes over, and I'm in a suit, and she's a little confused, and I'm there next to the wow. dog at that level. 
And she, uh, the ring was hanging from the bow tie on the dog collar. So. Oh my god! This was, this what was a like, romantic! No, this but, is fantastic. No, I don't uh, romantic, but definitely it, it, it's something. It's Machiavellic. It's something so composed <laughs> and so heavy. Mamma mia! It's so complicated. There. Well, you, you know, just uh, discouraging. Uh, any other guy that wants to give a proposal, to make a proposal, just discouraging them to think about it. So what you're saying, Tancredi, is it's it's too contrived. Brendan would contrive it. It was too much. Hey, we're all writers, right? We're all writers, so that means we think a lot, yeah. and our brain functions at a different level. But uh, very, very I, cute is Mom, what I, I would say. I wanted to end on a little bit of a game because the point of that story was that uh, I talked about food earlier, and probably one of the best meals I've ever had was in Santiago with you the ceviche because it, it was incredible i remember and the conversation was incredible that we had and one of the things we did was name all of the canadians because you were surprised at some of these canadians um that we were talking about you i'd assume they were american or didn't know that they were canadian so i thought <laughs> i thought i would throw out some names and see if if you could name who on uh, ac milan at the moment and he's a regular starter uh he's he played for canada um he's no, he's not a canadian international at men's level but he played for canada at youth level and there was hopes that he might be able to return. Do you know who that is? Wait a second. He's now with Milan? Yes. Or he played at Milan? He's now currently a, in a regular starter for AC Milan. Ooh, tough one. What? I think you stumped him. Stumped Tancredi. Wait, what? AC Milan? AC Milan, yeah. He's been capped by another country. And uh, his first cap was three years ago. He just got his second cap, which means he cannot transfer allegiances and cannot play for Canadian men's national team. Sadly, for a lot uh, of Canadian oh, fans. Oh, oh, he's very young. He is a young player, yes. As you see, I'm not checking computer. Yeah. I don't could be who? <laughs> He was born Could be Tomori? There you go, buddy. Yes, it's yes, Tomori. Indeed. You yes. got it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, but I just made all the engines work in the in the mind. Wow. I didn't know that. Great. Yeah. Great. Who did he get capped by again? B. I forget the I know it, but I forget it. England. Gareth South. England. 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 Yeah. He was born in Calgary. Yeah. He moved to England uh, as a young boy, so he he's he's very English. But yes, he played for Canada wow. at the level. So yeah, and there's another a player that would have been eligible. Canada, playing. the country behind so many stories that you will never think about. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a player on Roma, a player on Roma that could have played for Canada as well, uh, but he was capped by the Azzurri. Do you know who that is? Ah, capped by Azzurri. I could, I could play for Canada. Wait, wait, wait. I'll tell you how many wait. times he's a current player. He's 26. He was born in Italy, so I'll give that away. He is it Cristante? Yeah, is it it is Yeah. Yes. <laughs> European champion. European yeah. champion. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Great. Well, I, I just remember we somehow the conversation went to Justin Bieber, and your reaction to Justin yes! Bieber being Canadian was mind blowing. I was so shocked. I was so... <laughs> Jessica Biel is not a Canadian by by chance. No. 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 no, 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 okay. she's not. no. But you uh, you were a big fan of the show um, uh, How I Met Your Mother. And that you love the Canadian. Am, no, no, I was. I am. I think that I have just watched for the, I don't know, fifteenth time the complete. Uh, yeah, and Robin Sherbatsky and all the Canadian antics uh, that are going back and forth uh, between her and. Uh, but she's Canadian, actually. Colby Smothers is my Canadian. Colby Smothers, yeah. <laughs> mia, How about Shit's Creek? Have you got into Shit's Creek? You know that show with Eugene Levy and. Um, 
What is Kevin McAllister's mother's name, Wonger? Kevin Mc- – oh, Catherine O'Hara. Uh, yeah, it's not that popular in it. I know it because I also read uh, uh, foreign media, I mean, uh, American character. Uh, it's not that popular uh, in Italy, that show. It still doesn't uh, break the way, I have to say. Uh, okay, well, if you – if you're looking for another Canadian one, uh, Jan, okay. which is uh, a show about Jan Arden, who is uh, one of the most famous Canadian singers. Uh, I call her kind of, she's okay. kind of like the Adele of Canada, domestically, I would yeah. say. Okay. Uh, she, she has a <laughs> show. It's a sitcom. It's a funny show. And my wife is uh, plays plays uh, her agent. My wife is an actor, plays her agent in that show. So. What? I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can I find it on Netflix? Uh, you, it could be in, in, in Italian Netflix, yes. I don't know if it's Italian Netflix. I know it's a Hulu is the streaming service that it's available on. Okay, Jen. Okay, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jen Credi, this was great. Thank you. Grazie for your exclusivos and for your time. We've gone 20 minutes longer My than pleasure. we said. And uh, I, love, I love chatting with you and, and, and really appreciate your work and, and taking the time to chat with us. So thank you. It's been my pleasure. Next time then, uh, no, maybe next time will be even earlier. But I believe that at certain point there will be a show where an insignia shirt with Toronto will pop up somewhere. I'm sure well, about when it. You, when you need to cover them, Tancredi, you just yeah. fly over here. We'll take care of you. You have a you have a come for a, come for a few days. Twice. We'll take Don't care of you. Don't, Don't say it twice. Don't worry about twice. expensive <laughs> hotels. You can stay at Chateau de Wanger. Okay. We. <laughs> oui, you can stay here. Avec moi. I'm, I'm looking forward to be an extra, even in a famous uh, uh, Canadian uh, TV series. <laughs> That's what you can do. You can be an extra. <laughs> Grazie, buddy. Grazie. Thank you, guys. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.